Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Kevin Miller of Motivate Fitness, coming to you from Lexington, Kentucky. Kevin, what's going on, man? How are you today? I am great. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I've listened to the, the show for quite a while now, and I've learned a lot, so hoping that I can, my story will kind of help some gym owners, trainers out there, but uh, yeah, I'm very excited to be on the show. We're excited to have you, and, and we're excited that we could get a listener on the show here. Now, Kevin, obviously, the we're here to talk about motivate and, and the nitty gritty of what that looks like on a day to day. But for some context here, tell us a little bit about what motivate is first and foremost, how do you describe the business? So, you know, the way that motivate fitness is, I guess, portrayed and marketed is, you know, we're a private personal training studio, you know, here in Lexington, Kentucky. So, uh, you know, we want it to be a place where people can come in, feel comfortable, uh, you know, a lot of people have gym intimidation. Uh, a lot of our client base is general population clients. You know, we don't really train athletes, pro athletes. Again, you know, we're in Lexington, so we don't have any pro teams around here uh, to train athletes. But we're getting the typical deconditioned client that comes in. They're scared to death of the gym. And then what we do as trainers is grab them and try to get them as comfortable as they can with working out. as consistent, of course, because that's really the most important thing. And then just getting them more confident and comfortable in their own skin. So, uh, you know, I, I want people to look at Motivate Fitness as a non-intimidating atmosphere. You know, that's that's what we uh, you know try to do. We don't want to you know scare people away that are, are already afraid of the gym. Um, so that's kind of kind of what we do. Yeah, and, and and so take us back a little bit to to the time when you decided I'm going to open up my own business in in this iteration of motivate uh when was it what was sort of the goal at the outset what were we looking for in commercial space tell us a little bit about sort of your plans to actually launch the business so i started uh motivate fitness about five and a half years ago so this would be uh, march of 2017 and um I, I wouldn't say that when I became a trainer, I was one of these people that was like, my end goal is to have a gym. I can't be successful unless I have my own gym. Uh, so a little back, back story of me is I, I uh, started training 12 years ago, um, you know, leading up to a little bit before I opened Motivate Fitness, I was managing a 24-hour gym uh, called Snap Fitness here in Lexington. Uh, and I was there for about two and a half years uh, before opening motivate fitness the owner there had basically told me that he wasn't going to renew his franchise so I knew about a year ahead that I am not going to have a job anymore and some people would take that and go just get another job but what I had what I had done is he really let me run that business that last year because he was already like I'm getting out one foot out the door yeah (laughs) yeah and I learned a lot about uh, how not to run a business. Um, I learned a lot about what you, what works, you know, it it was a a gym membership gym. So there was some personal training there, but it wasn't a personal training studio. So, so basically, uh, leading up to that, I had built a really good client base. 
uh, kind of on that area of town that I was in. And he made an offer of, Hey, whenever I go to sell this equipment, if you want first dibs on it, um, you know, you can do that in, in your head, you know, when you don't know anything about business and you look at how much things cost, you start looking at equipment and you're like, wow, like I'm going to need so much money to make this happen. Uh, but he was, he believed in me. He was like, you know, if you, if you are interested in buying this equipment, I think you should go open your own place. So he really kind of mentored me in a way, I guess. Uh, he was just, you know, like, Hey, I'm getting out of the business. And he was one of these people who, uh, he wasn't really a fitness guy. He was just like an investor, you know, and he, he got in this 24 seven model and thought it was going to be the next big thing. And then just like a lot of places, Planet Fitness came in some cheaper 24 hour gyms and, you know, their price point was too high and they just couldn't really catch up. So uh, basically it closed in February of 2017. And then it was about a three week period where I uh, opened my own space and looking around for spaces I wanted to stay in kind of this certain part of town just because I knew transitionally all the clients I had would walk right in the door with me so you know thinking okay business from day one I'll, I'll have x amount of clients I'll, I'll be able to cover overhead things like that you know I really had no idea how much commercial space cost uh, and I just ran into kind of the right guy an independent owner he had an old building uh, our first space, like I said, when we started in March of 2017 was about 1600 square feet. We probably trained in about 1200 square feet. And initially, uh, we had to do a, a build out. It was an old building and needed a lot of work. So, you know, we were doing all the things. Uh, my stepdad and I were doing the drywall. We're doing the painting. We're doing the rubber Save a couple bucks. That's for sure. Oh yeah. So, but it was a lot of work. My, my uh, stepfather was down here for about two straight weeks. He just stayed stayed with me just every day he would go in and, and help me so uh got started that way um and in that space we were just a private training studio so we were small we really couldn't do anything else um so when i initially started it was me and i had one very part-time trainer um so that's where we uh we got started and we were there for uh about three years of course we grew uh, we, we added two or three more part-time trainers. So at our peak, we were at about five trainers. Uh, of course, three years later, we get hit by, you know, good old COVID mm. and got shut down. And in Kentucky, we were, we were shut down for about two and a half months. Uh, of course, we switched to online model, uh, started offering virtual training. I uh, had a great landlord that worked with me. Um, you know, I trained uh, his wife and he, you know, was like, we did some trading and it just worked out really well. So sure. without, without having a, a landlord that would under, understand, you know, hey, it's a small business and you're closed, um, we kind of just worked out a deal where it worked out perfectly um, and we were able to stay afloat. And when we were reopened, we actually grew quite a bit because, you know, everyone was scared to death of COVID and they didn't want to go to the big gym. So we had uh, a, a big peak of people reaching out like, hey, what's your protocols, you know, things like that. And, and you know, we didn't try to, you know, fight it uh, and say, oh, we're not cleaning anything. We're unvaccinated, things like that. We, we, uh, we tried to follow all the rules. People felt safe. So uh, we grew, brought on another trainer. And um, over that next, really probably the rest of that year so from, May of 20, yeah, May of 2020 um, through January of 2020, we, uh, we grew quite a bit and um, there was four gyms in town. I think there was four that had actually closed down uh, and there was a space that I went to go buy some equipment. I actually went over there to buy some kettlebells. So I was like, okay, you know, the best time to buy equipment is when a gym closes down. They want to liquidate. Yeah, unfortunately, so, but 
yeah unfortunately yeah and the the space that we that this gym was in was a um a boxing studio they did all group stuff and they they just couldn't you know bounce back so i I had never been in that space um i knew that it was fairly big but when i went in um i saw these kettlebells and i'm like all right well let me see this place so i started looking around at it and you know had no intentions of getting into a new space uh you know my wife she is a a cpa so Anytime I would throw these ideas at her, like, hey, there's a, there's a space available. Maybe we can get that and grow because we were bu- kind of busting at the seams. And, uh, you know, my rule of thumb in business is, you know, consistently bust at the seams and then let's let's expand. You know, if you have two or three good months, it doesn't mean you should go open up a second location. So uh, we were doing everything we could there. We tried to start doing some small group training. But then what would happen is where we were so small, the other trainers couldn't train. So then we were kind of, you know, that revenue flow was was stopping. Uh, so when we looked at this space, I uh, happened to the landlord actually happened to be there uh, and I was chatting with him and he really wanted a gym to stay. So I, I started just talking with him about, well, hey, you know, what's the rent and things like that. And then, you know, light bulbs started going off and I uh, take my wife over there and where it was a, a gym already, it didn't need a lot of work. You know, it was kind of like, hey, leave it as is. We'll throw some paint on the walls and we'll just come in with you know, we're not going to have the, the group fitness model. We're going to come in with a private training model. And now we are doubling our space. Uh, this space that we're, that we're in now is 4,000 square feet. So uh, kind of crazy timing. I actually, my wife and I, we got married on a Saturday. We went to the office and signed the lease on the Thursday before we got married. So <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. So she was on board. She, she saw it and she was like, uh, you know, this is, this is it. This is, this is our yeah. new gym. So, uh, you know, it and was if you can convince leave. the wife and accountant oh, yeah. that this is a good oh, financial yeah. move, it's gotta be. Yeah. So she was all on board. Uh, it was a stressful time. We were getting married in 2020. So we got married in December of 2020. We, we were only ha- able to have 25 people there. We had a zoom wedding. Uh, you know, all the, the classic, uh, you know, COVID wedding things you saw on, you know, you know, on zoom and people cheering you on and all that. So that's what we did. And, uh, you know, we got to work literally that next week, we got married on December 19th of 2020. And then we signed the lease that, that week just got started in the space that as soon as January 2nd hit, uh, and then we moved in over there. It took us a few weeks to get everything ready. So we moved into the new space, uh, January of 2021. And we've now been in this space for a year and a half. Uh, and we're working with uh, 4,000 square feet. It's broken up into three rooms. We've got kind of a main gym area. And then uh, still downstairs, we've got uh, kind of our cardio uh, room. We also do some like private training in there. Um, and then upstairs, we have kind of a smaller version of downstairs, but we do have uh, an upstairs and that's where our office is as well. So uh, definitely upgraded from what we had. And, you know, this space just has a lot more potential to grow and to do new things, which is, sure. you know, kind of what we're doing now. So sure. And, and so safe to say the business is somewhat evolved, right? Whereas it yes. started as you and, and what you described as a very part time trainer doing yeah. some one-on-one to now where we have uh, a kind of offering a menu of services that we have more people on the team, more space and room to grow into. I want to pick your brain because it, it sounded yeah. like a lot of the growth that you guys experience happened somewhat organically based on COVID based on other gyms closing and, and people needing to go to a somewhat private studio. But 
how else are you guys generating new leads now that we do have this space to grow into what's the marketing look like how are we building interest in motivate so i've never um i've never had a huge marketing budget especially early on you know he you start out and you, you get these pitches of uh, marketing companies and you're like, okay, how much is it? And they, they tell you this crazy number and you're just like, that's more than my rent is, you know, how can I afford that? So, uh, you know, right now we actively do, uh, you know, Google ads, you know, I spend around anywhere from kind of 200 to $250 a month on Google ads. Uh, we also, you know, we have clients that are in the marketing business, so they've kind of, you know, given us some, some basic uh, knowledge. So, I've learned that getting clients that are happy, which obviously most of our clients are happy, you know, every now and then you might have one that might not be or something, but asking them to leave Google reviews and we organically rank high. If you, if you look for trainers in the area, gym near me, things like that. And then of course, uh, you know, there's always a social media uh, marketing that we do too. We will, we'll probably do another 200. So, you know, our total budget is around $500 a month. So, you know, we'll have some sort of a, uh, you know, deal going on or, uh, some cool, you know, uh, Instagram reel that we did that we'll run an ad on and, you know, get people in the door. Uh, but a lot of our, um, new clients are coming in from just, how did you hear about us on Google? Looked up, uh, trainers near me. So we have a very high ranking on Google in the area. Um, and then some of my trainers and I'll kind of, uh, summarize this, but I've got 12 trainers at the gym. Uh, and this is something that I think if you're, if you're a trainer that wants to have their own gym or you're a new gym owner, uh, kind of the way that I, I do things is maybe a little different than some others. Um, all of my trainers are independent contractors and out of my 12, five of them are rent trainers and they pay a set rent every month. And uh, the other seven are percentage trainers. So they will be uh, getting a percentage of what we charge them. So uh, a lot of our trainers, they have their own social media pages. They do a lot of content. And, you know, of course, we will reshare those types of things. So our trainers have been really good at getting their own clients, uh, which is mm -hmm. great. I think the perfect trainer, when I get a new trainer on board, I always tell them, if you want to be successful here, it's kind of like a team effort. You know, I will dish you some clients, but clients are going to kind of come and go. We're going to mm -hmm. have slower times of the year, holidays, vacations, yep. things like yep. that. Uh, so if you actively will try to get some clients yourself, um, you know, you're going to make some money. You're going to be a successful trainer. So, uh, you know, really from marketing, that's kind of what we do. Uh, we've got some, you know, uh, cross marketing partnerships with like some, uh, local businesses. We've got like a meal prep company that we partner with that we, they share things, we share things. So we will occasionally get people from there. And then we've actually built up a pretty good relationship with a few physical therapists for referrals. Uh, you know, there's certain clients or certain trainers rather that are, you know, pretty, uh, you know, educated with corrective exercise, uh, post-surgery, post-physical therapy things, and they get referrals that way. So uh, that has been a big help. Um, you know, yeah. you get those, you get the, the clients that just want to move better and feel better. They're not necessarily trying to build muscle. They just, you know, hip replacements, knee replacements, those types of things. So, sure. Uh, and so that's really, really it's, it's a multitude of strategies, right? It's not one yes. tried and true method. We've got some paid components. Sounds like Google, sounds like Facebook, sounds like Instagram. We've got organic Google results. I'm sure we've got organic paid or organic social media results. We've got word of mouth. We've got 
trainers doing some hunting of their own. People are coming from a variety of sources. I want to pick your brain on the paid side of things here because I, I think you you sort of hit the nail on the head. It's it's a hot topic in our industry, at least. Uh, and, and I think it, it typically goes one of a handful of ways. It's people love it. They swear by it. They like the control of being able to turn up or down the volume or people have spent money on it and gotten burned yeah, and don't really see the value in it. Where do you kind of find yourself there? How, or I guess, let me ask the question this way. How successful has that four or $500 a month been for you in terms of ROI? I would say we definitely, um, the ROI is, is very high on that as, as eight out of 10 new clients that come in, you know, we, on our website, we have an intake questionnaire. And one of those questions, how'd you hear about us? So eight out of 10 times, I would say are it's Google and, you know, out of an inquiry, you know, if we get, if we get, let's say 10 new inquiries a month, you know, we're, we're closing and signing up. I would say at least 70, 80% of those, you know, obviously okay. it could always be better. Um, yeah. You know, and it, a lot of times it could be someone you, you talk to them, you send them pricing and, you know, they're really looking for, you know, planet fitness type situations. Sure, and we're, sure, we're not sure, that. Sure, sure. So, uh, you know, the money that so, we spend on Google, I, you know, it's definitely worth it. Uh, I've done a few things in the past. Um, you know, this is when we first opened when social media, uh, I mean, social media was big in 2017, but, you know, we still kind of had some old school methods of, you know, we did some um, not newspaper ads, but it was kind of like a local magazine type thing that, uh, yeah. you know, would highlight, highlight different businesses. And, you know, it was, I think about $1,200 to be in this, this uh, magazine. And I never, a lot of people saw the magazine, but I never once got someone that came in and said, how'd you hear about us? Oh, yeah. I saw you and in that magazine. there's no way to measure that anyway. Yeah. You know what I so, mean? Now, if, before, if people are saying, I found you on Google, you know, it could be, you don't really know, I guess, like if they found you organically because they Googled trainers near me and we naturally rank high because if you do do that in the Lexington area, you know, we're going to be in that top three to five typically. Uh, so, yeah, um, my gut yeah, tells me it's probably a combination of both the organic both. and the paid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so if it's, if it's working well for you, do you anticipate bumping up that budget at any point to fill out the, the capacity that you guys have? I do think that, so like, you know, we're, you know, the university of Kentucky is here in Lexington. Uh, we're really close to the university. So right now, uh, you know, school's not in where, you know, we're in uh, the summer break. So we don't get, uh, a lot of students, you know, the ones that we do get, they want to do our small group training, uh, we do offer some college student discounts just to kind of cater to that demographic. Um, but I, I can see, you know, right now to kind of answer your question, I have bumped it up like this month. I think I've got it set at like 325 because summertime is typically slower. Uh, you know, we've seen, we, we train tr uh, teachers that now are out of school. Their schedules have changed some people with kids or kids are at home all day. So, you know, there's times that it gets a little slower uh, in, you know, July, June, yeah. things like that. And so you so, get a little bit more aggressive on the market. Yeah, I get a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. And we have, we do have a good amount of uh, clients that will, they say they will, uh, you know, come back when school's back in. And that, and this is going to be our second, uh, I guess, school year uh, at our new location where students are coming back. And, 
when we kind of started doing some college discounts, uh, we just kept it simple. We give them like a discount on private training, semi-private, and then our small group. And we just try to keep it as simple as possible just because if, it, if it's too complicated, you know, they, oh, well, I'll, I'll look elsewhere. So, uh, you know, we've got a few trainers that like to train college kids because they just got out of college. Uh, so they work well with them. And, uh, you know, I, one of our trainers, I think, lost like eight or nine clients when school let out because she Oof. trained a lot of a yeah. lot of uh, college yeah. kids. So and she's done little things, you know, uh, I've kind of coached her to stay in touch with them over the summer, offer some online options that way when they come back into town. It's like, hey, let's get you back in the gym. So um, but yeah, to kind of answer your question, there are times of the year that I will bump it up a little higher. Uh, that way we're kind of going to do a little bit more social media stuff as well. Um, that way we're just kind of being out there more because we don't have as many, uh, you know, walk-ins and things like that. Right, so. right, 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 right. And, and I mean, Kevin, so far our whole conversation has been around growing a business like this. Say, for example, we've got, we're in the new facility, like you said, approaching our, our second year anniversary in this facility. Say we fill out and, and we hit capacity here big picture this thing with me what comes next after that what's sort of the the long-term game for you so we um you know we had a we had some growth with some new trainers we, we weren't looking for any trainers and uh, we had two very uh well-known trainers in the the area that that were part of gyms that closed or or something changed and they were looking for a new place to train so you know we were really busting at the scenes at certain times of the day there uh, early this year and um one of our trainers you know she was so successful that she left and opened her own uh you know training studio here in town which i'm super happy for i knew that was her goal i was glad that i could be a stepping stone to get her there uh and she's just a phenomenal trainer so kind of where what we're looking looking at moving forward is i have uh, you know done some partnership things with NASM where we're able to get some trainers um, continuing education and we're kind of starting this thing called a train the trainer program and it's through a software called club connect that we use and uh, it's all through NASM and I, what I have done you know lately is I've actually kind of mentored some trainers and I was doing that stuff for free for a while and then you start realizing man my time is worth money obviously so I'm, I'm i'm not training nearly as much as i used to uh i'm doing more admin marketing kind of day-to-day -day things while like i said i have 12 trainers there that are doing most yeah. of the work so um you know moving forward i think i want to see motivate fitness become uh, not only a place for clients but a place for trainers to come for to further their education and using this platform through nasm which you know, when you're, when you're talking about training certifications, I do think it's one of the best, if not the best, uh, you know, uh, education, you know, platform to, to get certified through uh, continuing education through things like that. So, you know, I think that if we continue to grow at the pace we're going, you know, within the next, I would say within the next like year or two, I would love to see a second location be an option. I don't think that we're definitely not there yet because our new space just has, so much room for growth uh, with, with all the room we have now. And there's still several, you know, uh, times in the day where, you know, we could still be busting at the seams. So, uh, you know, moving forward, having this platform to get uh, a trainer certified if we need to, you know, because a lot of times we'll, we'll come across someone who has a great personality, 
you know that they would be a great trainer, but they are not certified. So now we can kind of take them in under the Motivate roof, train them, um, let them shadow, get them certified through NASM, and then sort of start funding uh, a second location with these trainers that have kind of went through our process, you know, and they know uh, the Motivate way, I guess you can yeah. say, as far as training. So Yeah, the training ground, the, the factory line, if you will, of highly successful trainers and, and so you guys yeah. see that as the future of motivate as well as a second facility i think you sort of just touched on it and moved along without really yeah. expanding too much into it but i think that's a really big big move for a lot of people because yes suddenly we have to expand beyond just ourselves and that's yeah. the real challenge and so kevin We'll save that conversation and, and invite you back on at some point, because I think that there are plenty of things that we could dig into when it comes to expanding from one to two or beyond locations. For the time being, as we, as we wrap up our interview today, why don't you tell people where they can learn a little bit more about Motivate? What's the best website? What's the best social media? Where can they find you? So our uh, website is Motivate, and well, the way we spell Motivate is M-O-T-I-V, and it's the number eight. So M-O-T-I-V-8, L-E-X-K-Y.com. So MotivateLexKY.com. Uh, that is our website. And then on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, it's just at MotivateFitnessLex. So again, that number eight, I have to kind of say that all the time. It's not the actual word Motivate. It's Motivate. Some people call it Motivate 8, but that's not the case. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, uh, I run the social media. So, you know, on, um, you know, Instagram, we do, we do a lot of things on Instagram stories. I find that that's just the easiest, uh, thing to, to do quickly. And, you know, we'll do posts and stories, you know, pretty much every day, uh, have something on there, some sort of content, but, uh, those will be the best places to reach us at. It's fantastic. Kevin, man, I appreciate your time. I think this type of conversation where entrepreneurs can, can be a little bit open and, and humble, but at the same time, proud of what they've accomplished. I, I think this tremendous, uh, this conversation is tremendously valuable and, and I can't thank you enough for willing to, to being willing to contribute. So I wish you nothing but the best. I'm excited to see what the future of this holds and, and we'll certainly be cheering for you. All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun being on here. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke Steele. Joining me on this show are Ronnie and Dom out of Bay Coaching Facility in Boynton Beach, Florida. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? Uh, thanks, Brooks. Thanks, Brooke. We are excited. Thanks for having us. 
What's up, Brooke? Thanks for having us. We're doing good today. I'm really excited to have you both here. Um, it's cool that you're two brothers running a business together, and it's cool to have both of you in front of me right now. Um, and excited to learn something from one another today, and hopefully our audience learns something from this too. But really, before we dive into the, the conversation of, of the business here, tell me, why did you two decide to start, you know, this coaching gym? Yeah, so it was uh... – both of us were former athletes and, you know, we both sustained injuries. Um, you know, I was a little bit, I'm a little bit older than my brother here, three years older. And, you know, when I sustained my injury, which was a torn ACL, quite unsure what I was going to do and uh, just started a training and finishing up my bachelor's at uh, Florida Atlantic University down here in Boca Raton, Florida, and found an interest in it. And, you know, saw so I was really good. Saw so how, you know, started off at a local gym at the YMCA and also training at Florida Atlanta University. And saw that how I was building out programs, getting more clients. And, you know, once my brother graduated from college himself, uh, you know, moved down and he had just sustained a uh, foot injury. So, you know, we both just kind of jumped in uh, kind of simultaneously, you know, doing things at parks. And, you know, this was back in 2014, the summer of 2014. And um, it just kind of took flight from there. So never look back once we started doing that. Awesome. Um, and it's cool that you guys, like, could do this together. Um, so tell me a little bit, I guess, give me what – your version of an elevator pitch of Bay Coaching Facility would be. Tell me, you know, what kind of products and services you have available for your clients. Just kind of paint that picture of, you know, what your gym is, because obviously all gyms are a little bit different and I want our audience to understand, you know, who you guys are. You want me to take that one? Definitely. So what we do here, go for it, go for it. Oh, I mean, go ahead. You got it. I'll take the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, for us at the Bay Coach Facility, um, you know, we are a community that serves our members and clients, athletes as well, where we meet them exactly where they're at. Uh, we are an accountability company and that holds our members accountable, you know, to their needs. We look to serve them and, and write and prescribe personalized training programs for them in small group personal training settings. Uh, we went from a large group to a small group and only personal training uh, model. So with our athletes and with our general population, uh, we have three to six members per coach that comes in and we actually personalize their workouts for them. So at the same time, they're able to get a customized workout fit to their goals and their needs, but they also get a chance to interact with other members, which allows them to build the community and uh, build relationships as well, you know, throughout the, throughout the facility. Yeah. Yeah. So it's totally like just small group or, or personal training in a small group setting. And so you guys are training, you know, a few clients at once, really optimizing your schedule. And that's why I love this model so much is because we're able to serve, you know, a lot of people here in one hour. Um, and so with, with the fact that you train some athletes, you train some general population, what's the ratio there? Like, 
are, would you say you're more gen pop or are you guys more, you know, athletic performance? Um, I would say it's a little bit of a combination of both, the ratio. If I had to give mm-hmm. it a percentage, maybe 60, 40, 70, 30, the higher percentage being adult. Um, for us, adults have been the driving force of our sales um, because it's because they don't come in seasonal. They're a little bit more year-round. With our mm-hmm. athletes, you typically see seasonal. Typically have athletes that have come either in their off-season, pre-season, post-season. And then some athletes, they will stay during season. So we try to generate a lot of our revenue through adults. And then we allow our athletes as well. So maybe 60, 40. I, I love that. First of all, you know, a lot, that's, that's an area props to you guys, because that's an area that a lot of athletic performance, like training performance facilities, like they're really missing out on untapped potential by not involving the general population because with the kids you have to deal with seasonality because of sports you have to deal with the fact that you can only train them for le- from like 3 to 8 p.m and then, then that's it what do you do with your morning your gym's not being profitable in the morning so you guys are awesome for realizing that before it's too late right you, you're already tapping into the general population um how many members do you guys have right now um we fluctuate anywhere between but ronnie's 75 to 150 members, depending on the season, depending on the time. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at that in your current facility, is that a place where you guys are feeling good, you're feeling comfortable, or are you looking to, you know, hit the gas, get more faces in the door of the gym and continue to scale? Yeah. So, we would definitely look to scale. Uh, that's always going to be the goal for us to look to scale. I think when it comes to just this current location, uh, being a 3,000 square foot, uh, you know, we're looking to maximize everything and get the full potential out of this uh, out of this location first. Uh, so that may be looking at, you know, during a slow season being somewhere around 150 members um, to about 175, 200. And uh, once we understand that model and system and process where we are still keeping the, the essence and the culture of what we're doing here at the Bay Coach facility, then we will look to then, you know, scale to another location as well and see how we can continue to duplicate that, you know, as we continue to scale our business. Yeah. So general, you know, you said you're 3000 square foot general rule of thumb that we hear a lot of times is, you know, a hundred people per a thousand square feet for, you know, this kind of model. Does that sound accurate? You guys think that you would be able to handle 300 members in the, in the space that you currently have? I mean, yeah. I would I I would say when you say three hundred, um, it would definitely be tight. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we'd be looking more at like a, because of operating space. You know, we're not operating at you know three thousand square. Maybe more like twenty four hundred or so, okay. twenty five hundred. So uh, that's why I say you know somewhere around that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, of course. Right. The entire like three thousand square isn't always all going to be usable space so like 250 ish clients that would be you know the sweet spot probably um and so what are you guys actively doing to aid that growth process where are you guys finding your clients 
Uh, we try to do a collection of different things through social media, of course. So we do Facebook ads. We have just started doing a little bit of Google ads. We have an app that we use called Vagaro. And that app also helps funnel um, drop-in clientele to us as well. And then just through your um, Instagram and social media, we're really big on posts, um, really big on retention, trying to get our members to help spread mm-hmm. the love and spread the word. Yeah, I I really, really like the, the fact that you guys are already tapping into the, you know, the social media ads. I think that's an area where we're all a little bit scared to spend money to make money. And mm-hmm. so for you guys, you know, with the social media ads right now, what return on investment are you guys seeing from that? Like, is it really paying off or are there kind of ebbs and flows to it? Yeah, I would say right now uh, with the season that we're in, it's a little bit of ebbs and flows. Uh, You know, we did have um, a partner that was in our facility and we, uh, you know, decided to uh, part separate ways. And he was a little bit over that part of our business, which was the sale process, but we never did have a actual sales process and system put together. Right. So now that's that's what we're currently working on. So you're talking about... um, since February, you know, February, March, you know, so you're talking about uh, putting that together and then also developing and training a uh, new sales coach right now is where we're at in our current, you know, our current season. So, uh, you know, we were, I would say just being natural trainers, you know, not really understanding the sales process of everything. Uh, you know, we're able to do a pretty good job just trying to convey and talk to our members there, but just understanding a system that needs to be put there and also yeah. training someone up in in, in that position, um, you know, has its, has its ebbs and flows and challenges as well. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you guys are both experts at fitness. That's what you know. And um, it's okay to not be an expert at the sales piece or the marketing piece, the advertising piece. Most of us aren't. I know for sure that I am not. Um, There's definitely resources out there that can help you with those things. But like, just know that like most gym owners, they're not uh, experts at those things. And we learn them as we go. And I think both of you have the mindset that like you're looking to grow and you're looking to learn. I always like to say like grow or die. So, uh, um, you know, it's a really, really exciting to talk to people that are, are ready to continue learning. And so I want to ask you guys um, an interesting question here. And that is, you know, if you look at the business right now, what do you feel like is the bottleneck or what's the challenge that's holding you back from getting, you know, more faces in the door of the, the gym? Mm-hmm. I was, uh, Ronnie and I spoke on this a little bit earlier this week. I think as we have continued to grow and as owners, we, we're not as attached to the, um, the, in it, the everyday clientele. I think just getting the outsiders to understand that how valuable what we have is valuable, that we can help get them from A to Z the quickest way possible. So just doing a better job about getting people to understand that our value in a sense and getting people to feel, okay, I need this gym. I need to go to this gym because Mm -hmm. they can get me from A to Z in the fastest way possible in the most effective way. So I would say bottleneck would be just the exposure, getting more exposure, but through that, providing more value through that exposure. 
Yeah. I think a lot of times like people don't necessarily even know that they need a, a gym until they kind of stumble across us a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're always going to have clients who are Googling gyms near, near me, but there's a large population of people out there that are not Googling gyms near me that are probably sitting at home right now on their couch thinking, you know, that they're unhappy with the way that they feel unhappy with the way that they look. And then they see some sort of transformation ad that we post, or they see, you know, some, one of their friends working out at our facility, seeing results. And that's what draws them in. Um, So when you guys are running ads on social media, what kind of ads are you running? Like, what do you, what do you feel like is working in terms of getting people in? Yeah. So we have a marketing, we have a marketing team. Um, like you said, you mentioned it earlier, um, you know, it's okay not to be, you know, the smartest person in the room, especially with every, <laughs> um, you know, department or in your business. Uh, so, you know, we have a marketing team that deals, you know, that deals with that, that, you know, puts together our, our Facebook ads and puts together, uh, whether it be with our general population, whether it's with our athletes. Uh, so regardless of leads in general, um, you know, we're, you know, generating, you know, generating leads. Uh, I think going back to, you know, some of the things that, you know, we discussed before, you know, as far as lead nurturing, you know, understanding that and understanding the sales process as well uh, with connecting, you know, being able to understand the problem and not only just understand the problem of each um, lead or, you know, each potential member slash client, but then it also comes to the solution, you know, so being able to, you know, convey that solution to them, being able to, uh, you know, pretty much connect that bridge so they feel secure in the decision that they're making or they feel the credibility, you know, is there as well. So, um, like I said, we've had, we've, you know, received uh, leads, no problem at all, but, you know, taking them from a step-by-step process of getting them booked on a get-to-know-you call, taking them through a strategy session, and then also just uh, taking them over to, um a converted client or member has been the challenge that we've been going through over the past couple of months here. Yeah. So what's the current conversion rate? Would you say like, if you had to kind of take a a gamble, like how many leads are you getting and how many of them would you say convert to members right now? Yeah, I would say, I would say you say about uh, close to about 90 leads we might be out of that. We may be converting about five, you know, so very, you know, not, you know, definitely under a 10%, you know, conversion right here where we know we could, we got a lot more potential there, uh, you know, to raise that, you know, over 10, 15, you know, 20%, you know, easily uh, when it comes to that. So like you said, just continue to working on that process of how we can, uh put those things together step by step and yeah uh, you know continue to you know help the business grow and uh, stay in a healthy state yeah 90 90 leads and you're converting five um so so you know what do you what do you think you could do better to to improve that do you have any ideas in mind I would probably say 
continuing to connect better with each lead. So when yep. we do have a strategy session with them and we do get them on the phone, how can we connect with that lead better to where we can get, where we can entice them or get them excited to actually want to come in to try out the facility, see the facility, and then from yeah. there continuing to build that relationship and build that connection. Yeah, definitely. I think this is a people or the relationship building business. That's how I like to put it. And people who buy are like, usually they have to have some sort of emotion attached to it. So we really need to take the time with each and every client and get them to see the value in working with us um, and help them see, you know, like you know, they're going to reach their goals. If they come to us, we're going to make sure that it happens. Um, but, you know, pretty historically here in this industry, like people really do struggle with converting members because you don't have the resources you need to be able to figure out, you know, we're not sales experts. Those are things that, that you guys are learning. Um, right now, walk me through that process. For example, if I filled out a lead on your, a form on your website, walk me through, you know, what that process would look for, for me if I was looking to, you know, maybe try out a class or a membership or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what that look like is uh, you would fill out the form. After you fill the form out, you'll get a notification. But within that form, you can book, you know, your get to know you call. And the get to know you call can be anywhere from like 15 to 20 minutes, right? So it gives a great idea to a good time to just kind of talk a little bit more. Like you said, just kind of start building that rapport that you just spoke on. I would just understand a little bit more of the problem and, uh, you know, begin to start to strategize together to put a solution together. Um, but, and once we do that, you know, the next flow would be, you know, getting you in for a strategy session where we'll sit down a little bit more and kind of go in depth, uh, what that would look like, you know, in regards to the different options between small group training and personal training. And then, um, you know, look to, you know, move forward with the training from there. Now, when you say, for instance, um, you know, step by step, the small little details are, that are in between that, uh, let's say if you fill out a form and you also fill out and fill out a uh, scheduled time that you'll be looking to do you get to know you call you also receive an email uh you know just confirming that you booked that session for us on that side you know we should be reaching out and uh you know sending a text message you know saying hey you know this is coach ronnie uh just want to let you know we received a confirmation for you get to know you call you know can't wait to talk with you on x amount of days uh within that uh time you know when they're booking their time frame we want to make sure it's within 72 hours we don't want it to go too far out outside of that um, because it could turn from a hot lead to a warmer you know cold lead um, you know within that uh, you know 72 hours you know the day of you know we'll just kind of reach back out via text message and say hey, just want to confirm you know your phone call or get to know you call at set time and then once we, like I said, jump on that call, you know, we will look to then get them in the door. Once we uh, get to the time and day that they would be coming in for their strategy session, we'll also reach out to them as well, you know, that same day, um, you know, within an hour or two, just confirming that they will be in, you know, for their strategy session. And like I said, move forward from there with strategizing and then 
you know, go ahead and convert them over to them. So, um, like I said, if it ever gets to a point where there's a little bit of a disconnect and maybe they're not replying or responding, uh, you know, our goal is to, you know, have a heavy follow-up of reaching out to them, um, you know, within, you know, 14 days. I mean, sorry, right. over the course of 14 days consistently every single day, um, you know, just to, uh, you know, get them in, keep them encouraged and continue to build that rapport with them. Yeah. So um, where do you feel like people are getting lost in the sauce right now? Since, you know, you're not converting all of them, where are people, where are you losing them? Um, yeah, I would, I, would, I would definitely say we'll go back down to just uh, when we talk about that rapport and the nurturing side of things with it, you know, building that, that, that initial report with them when they get to know you call, uh, you know, we made it easier for us to just, for, in, for individuals to just jump on a phone call. You know, we saw when we were doing things for them, just booking their appointment to come straight to come in and trying to follow up with them with the phone call. We saw that uh, we weren't getting as many people booking, you know, for, uh, well, they were booking, but we're not showing or we weren't able to get them on a call. But once they started booking for phone calls, you know, we saw, okay, we were able to have a conversation with them. So when you say a bottleneck, uh, we're looking at a bottleneck of, okay, we're able to get individuals on a call. And I was converting them from a call to getting them in the door and sitting down with us a bit more. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's something that like, it, it takes a lot of kind of playing around with to figure out a system and get one in place. But if you did have a system in place, would YouTube be the one that would be kind of like implementing like the reach outs to the, you know, the leads, or do you have a salesperson in the gym that does that for you? We have a sales guy that reaches out for us. Okay. So what role do YouTube play in the business right now? Uh, we kind of wear multiple hats, so I'll just pretty pretty typical here <laughs> in this industry. But yeah, yeah, talk to me about what your role is. So I'll just speak for myself. So my role is to try to try to continue to expand our online exposure and just continue to try to increase and bring more exposure to us via online, whether that's Instagram, mm -hmm. Facebook, um, TikTok. Eventually, we want to start a YouTube channel. So that's my new goal to try to figure out a way and what route do you want to go there's a lot of different routes you can go with the channel or with just your online presence the main thing is figuring out what direction you want to go um so that's my role to help figure out that direction for the business also do operations here at the gym for just making sure the gym is organized neat clean um ways to put back things to put back the right way helping out with the team um, we do have a team here that to kind of oversee um, other trainers and other coaches. So just making sure things are ready for the next session. I also do a little bit of sales as well. Just as an owner, I try to help bring in any leads that I may get. I, I'll take on a call myself. Um, okay. I'll reach out to leads myself if need, if need be. As Ronnie yeah. said before, we may get 90 leads in. So just Ronnie or just our sales person yeah. may not be able to get all 90 leads. So if I, I'll try to come in and help in on that as well. Um, so Ronnie can kind of speak on a little bit more of his goals. Yeah, for sure. So 
I want to ask you guys though, like what role in the future, you know, if I could kind of hand you a magic wand, you've reached your goals, you know, for the business, what role do you hope to play at that point? Hmm. I know kind of a, kind of an interesting question because it gets you thinking about the bigger picture, but like for most of us, we don't want to be so busy working in our business forever. We want to be able to work on our business yeah. and make the possibility of scaling and to multiple locations and stuff like that possibility. But if we're so caught up in the day-to-day, -day, it's like impossible to do that. So what, is, what does the future look like for you guys, for, for both of you? Um, I think in a perfect world, um, once we master this location, we eventually we would like to franchise out and open up multiple locations. And I think that next row would be one brother overseeing one facility. So Roddy oversees the original bay, Dominic oversees the next bay, and we still come together as a team and as one company. But I may have more of a managerial role on one side and Ronnie would say. Um in a perfect world and for me, just myself, to speak for myself, in a perfect world, I would still like to coach. I still enjoy the art of coaching, yeah. so I would still always like to, you know, coach, but not, of course, be being being here seven a.m. to seven p.m. <laughs> yeah, that that's a it's a grind, isn't it? You know, after mm -hmm. a little while, you start to feel that burnout. Um, yeah. Coaching is wonderful. The fact that we can impact so many people's lives through it, but it is a grind. Um, yeah. and you, you start to feel it after a little while, especially while you're running a business. Um, what has to happen guys right now within the business to make that possibility of multiple locations, uh, possible in the future? I would say figuring out our bottleneck, you know, figuring out mastering that bottleneck ourselves. Mm -hmm. As we all know, sales is the heartbeat of every business and it's the foundation of, of, of a business. So I think just figuring out what we have our sales process where that conversion rate is a lot higher um, and a lot more consistent. And we consistently have that conversion rate. We feel like our training is up to scale. Our organization of the gym is up to scale. The last missing piece, I think, to be figuring out the sales process of just dominating that and mastering the sales process again. I think we'll be ready to take that next week. Yeah, for sure. I think that honestly, from this conversation, you guys have the right mindset to be able to, to figure that out and get there. Um, and I love that like you are looking at actively, actively tackling that bottleneck. And that's a hard piece for a lot of gym owners or just people in this industry in general is like figuring out like the sales piece and we're, we're not natural born salesmen. We, we're great at exercise and teaching people, you know, training people, but, but the sales piece is challenging. So I'm excited to see you guys get there. Do you guys have a social media page for the gym? Where can our listeners go to kind of find you online? You can find us at the Bay Coaching Facility on Instagram and on social media, the Bay Coaching Facility. Bay is spelled B-A-Y, Coaching Facility. Awesome. Well, thanks guys for being here today. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Malcolm Rowley from Mountain Fitness out of Warren, New Jersey. What's going on, Malcolm? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Of course, of course. Excited to have you on. Um, you've been you just purchased this facility five years ago. Spot's been open for 30 years. So interested in hearing your perspective on how it's been those past five years. Um, sure. But yeah, let's not waste any time here. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with opening your own fitness facility? Uh, the, the quick of it was um, we've known the owner for a long time. I used to train with him in martial arts. Uh, and, uh, my wife, uh, has been talking to him for a while and said, heard that he was interested in selling it. I've been doing personal training at the YMCA and other places and da da da. And so she's like, we should do this. Here we are. There you go. There you go. So just dove straight into it. Yeah. We planned uh, so things up carefully. So 2018, was that the, uh, the year you yeah. bought it? 2017? Uh, 2017. Okay. And how were those first three years compared to those past two, the past, you know, two years now coming post COVID here? Uh, it was, I mean, well, it was really nice. The business model was fine. Uh, I had lots of personal training. Uh, Ed stayed on and just personal training. We had lots of members and it was easy. It was moved along and everything was perfectly fine. And we had ideas to do some expansion. There's a space next door. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it was all, just great and wonderful and okay. uh, money flowed on a regular basis bills were paid it was easy had okay. plenty of employees I had uh, I don't know six or eight employees and made sure they were all paid and everything was great right right and, and there's we talked a little bit about this pre-COVID obviously you know I, I speak with a lot of gym owners as well and COVID has put a big setback on you know a ton of businesses the government really did nothing to take care of the fitness industry right um, it was a lot of stay home take this medicine, you know, get this shot, but, but nothing about living a healthy lifestyle, working out. Um, what are some of the things you're trying to do right now to get back to that sense of normality or where you were before COVID? Yeah. So right now, I mean, we're, again, we're just, we're trying to get just sort of back to some, like you said, some sense of normalcy. And a lot of it, we're, just, we're relying on word of mouth. Like we're talking to our members and saying, Hey, you know, do you have friends? Do you have people who are interested in joining a gym? have them come and try us out. Um, and that has, that has actually been working. And, and I think also, you know, we've also been in contact with our previous members to, you know, try to remind them that, 
you know, where available and, and that sort of thing. But uh, it's a slow go at this point. Okay. Okay. How many members are you sitting at right now? Uh, a 90, something like that. 90. Okay. So you're sitting at at 90 members right now. I know you are trying to grow at some rate here. What type of things are you at least, you know, kind of actively doing right now to aid that growth process? Is it mostly word of mouth? Do you do any social media type or community outreach? Well, uh, social media, no, not a lot. We do put a, we post regularly, but our posts are really more, um, consequential to like, you know, whatever's happening at that moment. Uh, we ran a race, uh, we did a seminar in terms of like, you know, rollers or something like that. So we're always communicating in that sense. But um, we're not doing the, hey, come down and see us. Hey, come down and see us kind of thing. Right. Um, and again, a lot of it is is word of mouth. A lot of friends are bringing friends. Uh, a teenage kid, one teenage kid brings three teenage kids, brings three more teenage kids will all sort of come down because this is the place to work out. Um, and so it's more of that direction as opposed to, um, you know, trying to uh, beat the drum uh, on the advertising side. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Are you guys 24-7 all access? No, absolutely not. We're, no, not. Uh, you know, we have hours, 6.30 to 9. Uh, ab- weekends are a lot not. shorter. Huh? You said absolutely not. What, what pushes you against that? Which I think is funny because I, I don't really like that model either. Uh, well, first of all, I don't like the model, and then second, I don't, I don't, I don't trust people yeah. in that sense because you know, um, as long as I'm here or there's anyone here or there's some personnel here, people are on their best behavior and everything's fine. But if you start changing that and like you know, letting people come in to do things, there are problems, and I'm just not willing to deal with those problems. Yeah. That's not my not my interest. I have no interest in doing that. I, I agree. I agree. Okay. So, so based off, um, you know, the forms of type quote unquote marketing you have doing, you have done some community outreach, word of mouth. How many leads would you say you get on a given weekly or monthly basis here? Probably seven or 10. Seven or 10. But, you know, the upside is the seven or 10 is six or eight of them are coming as, are going to be members. Right. It might be for a month because they're only here for a month or something like that, uh, or, or they're ongoing members. Um, you know, so the, the, turn, the return rate on that is pretty high because people find us website, Facebook, whatever. Um, and, you know, we'll usually, anyone who comes by to see us will say, ah, yeah, this is great. I love it. It's perfect. Um, I know that my rates aren't the best. I know there's probably somebody who's offering $9.95 a month or something ridiculous like that. Good luck for that. That's fantastic. But I'm, I don't do that. It's, you know, $60 a month, more or less, you know, that's pretty much what it is. Have, have you ever thought of doing any more or any type of digital marketing, anything like Facebook ads or Instagram ads to drive some more leads? Yeah, I have a thought to do that. Um, what we were, we were kind of, we're kind of in this middle ground of deciding of, are we going to stay or, or aren't we going to stay? Yeah. And there was a, there was probably some period of time from like, you know, March to maybe last month of like, are we going to stay? Yeah. Or aren't we going to stay? And, and where are you at now with that? Now we're like, okay, we're going to stay. Okay. We're going to stay. We're going to stay. And so, so now there's, a, so 
I, we were had this con quick conversation of like, do we if we if we do a lot of advertising, but we're not really committed to this, then all we're going to do is let everybody down. You know, we're we're pretty community we're pretty community based. It's very small, and everyone kind of knows everybody. You know what I mean? So right. we decided, okay, well, we were going to stay. This is definitely what we want to do. Then okay, now we can now we'll start making some effort uh, because our our goal is to be here. You know, next month, next year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and what's like the goal membership for you? What do you really what What's a good number for you towards not overflow? I mean, you are forty five hundred square foot. What are you What are you thinking? Uh, if, if we're at um, if we're at double, we're good. So you know, hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty. Recognizing that the nature of membership is that it's a membership and you use it when you want to use it. So if people are paying for it and decide to come once a week, you know, that's on them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much that. And, and coming back from COVID, what's hold you back from, you know, trying any type of digital marketing to get, you know, some more leads coming in here? Um, we, we did some marketing like right on return and I felt like I was spitting a lot of money out and not getting a person coming in saying, saw you on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Saw your ad on Facebook. Saw this on Facebook, or I saw, you know what I mean? Um, I, I also do some other stuff, whatever. I don't want to like segue too much, but um, I, I do a weekly, you know, a martial arts class. And okay. Okay. I, I ran that on, on Facebook as well. And like, you know, one person came and he wasn't really that interested. And he was mad that it was a lot of money. Whereas, you know, the guys and girls who come on a regular basis were bringing their friends and they're very excited and they're very happy to pay the amount. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I found, I felt like that was more natural and more functional than spewing, please come see me and having to deal with people who weren't really interested. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I think as any business owner wanting to see like a return on investment on the stuff that you're putting in is super important, right? You don't want to be throwing $100 a day into Facebook ads and then look at the end of the week and be like, hey, membership's the same, haven't really seen any more leads here. Um, were you running those yourself, like in-house, or did you have a team that was helping you out with that? No, I ran those in-house. In-house, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, good for you. I mean, I, I started, I think in 2016 was when I first started trying to advertise on Facebook. And that first year was definitely a lot of trial and error, a lot of, you know, losing money while figuring out how to market correctly, how to, you know, have a good offer as well, because it, it's weird with, when it comes to advertising, it's about getting people to stop scrolling, right. And, and clicking on whatever posts that you're fighting for attention. So right. even having a really good offer is super important as well. What type of offers did you run on the ads that you were doing? Uh, I didn't offer. I didn't run any, I ran offers as in, here's how much it is. Okay, okay. You know? um, and and when, I, when I first took this business over, we had a lot of, we had a lot of prices that were kind of all over the place. Okay. And I sort of uh, distilled them down to a few, you know, a yearly, a monthly, and a three month, and like, that's it. Um, and then, you know, gave a special pricing for like firemen and policemen. Um, and then, you know, just posted that, as the price. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't feel that, you know, 
offering someone like I, I guess more of these I didn't really know what to offer it was like you know yeah. it's like, okay, you like or I'll offer twenty dollars a month well I, why am I bothering because the twenty dollars you know I need a certain amount to be able to make it worth the effort to pay bills etc cetera, etc cetera. and if I'd like basically trying to make it almost free okay and then when I say okay well the three months are over and now you have to pay the regular price well goodbye and it's like, all right, well, I got $60 out of them. I got three months worth of, yeah, eh, eh. Just didn't seem to be worth the effort. So I, I posted the price as it was, you know, and I, again, I didn't get a whole lot of people responding to that. Um, and I, but, you know, on the other side, people will call up and say, how much is it? And I tell them how much it is and they show up. Mm -hmm. What did that look like when you did run ads? Did you have them, just curious here, because I, I, at least want to try and figure out why it wasn't working for you. Cause I've heard of a lot of gyms who are able to, you know, get some good leads driven um, through Facebook ads specifically. Did you have them when they clicked on your ad, how, how did you get their information to contact them and book them to come to your gym from that? Oh, I, I think I had the option of uh, either email or call, okay. but mostly call, you know, just like, you know, call us here or bring this ad with you. I'm in. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah and um, and again, I got some, but I just didn't get a lot. And um, you know, the the response from calling old members or having friends members talk to their friends just seemed a lot more productive on a given week because pe some people will always bring people in. This week's you know a couple of members have brought their friends in, and one of those members signed up. So okay. that just seemed like you know why well, put my attention over here. I'm not getting anything. Maybe I'm not good at it, whatever, whatever, but this works really well. So let's go that way. Yeah. 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 Focus on the things you are good at. Right. I mean, who's to say as a gym owner, you're also supposed to know how to be a marketer. Right. Um, no, definitely. So what does it look like when you do get a lead? Let's say it is myself. Right. And I hear about you maybe from a friend or a family member interested in what you have going on. What's your process from turning me from an interested lead to a paid member? Well, all right, so if you're coming in and looking, I mean, the first thing is, you know, what's going on? What do you want to do? What's happening? I want to lose weight, but I just need some place to work out. Okay, fine. Do you have your stuff? Yeah, you have some time? Yeah, go work out. There, it's a gym. It's not, it's not sexy. There's, not, there's nothing to it. I have machines that are 30 years old. I haven't bought anything new. I mean, aside from like small equipment, like my machines aren't new, they're old. They're, but everything works and it's beautiful and it's smooth and they're wonderful, but they're old. So get past the discomfort of like looking at all this old machinery and go try it out. Most people will get to the end and go, great, so how much month to month or how much for a year or how much for this? Here it is. Okay, great. Straightforward. I don't, I don't pitch because I just, I'm not, Whatever. I mean, again, it's a gym. So what, what are we pitching? You know, if martial arts, okay, I'm going to pitch you on the idea and the process. Here's what we can help you with. Strength, blah, 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 self-confidence, blah, 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 self-defense, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, so that's a pitch. But the gym is a gym. Now, the whole other side is always, if you need help, ask me. Because of the situation, I'm literally always here. So if you need help, ask me. So people will ask. And from there, there's a lot of personal training that comes from that because people go like, oh, you really know what you're doing. Help me more. Okay, well, there's, that's how the personal training comes. Um, but 
the, but that's it. I mean, I, I know that there's probably a more sexy way to do this or walk people around or whatever, but it's, <laughs> it's 4,500 square feet. You can stand at the door right here and see the rest of the gym. There it is. <laughs> We're done. I gotta go. There you go. Okay. How many other trainers do you have there that, that actually train at the facility? Uh, it's probably right now. It's just two of us. Just two of you guys. Yeah. Just two. Of, I have one person who train. you know, it's like every other week she has two people, whatever. So really two of us. Okay. Okay. And, and are they, do you have your trainers on 1099 contract, like independent workers, or do you have them W2? W2. There you go. Why haven't you thought about, and we talked about this a little bit before, but why haven't you thought about, or first of all, I guess, what does your personal training look like? How many people do you have in personal training? Uh, let's see, currently, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, I don't know, five, four, 12 or 14 people, depending on the week. Uh, uh, the other trainer is probably about the same, 12, 14, something like that. Have you ever thought of wanting to grow more that aspect of the business, the personal training side? I know it's 4,500 square foot. Again, so we're you can't really be limited by our square footage. And I can say like, are there times that are dead? Yes, and we can have people come in, but how do you get convince somebody to come in at one o'clock during the week when they work? So they really work. So everyone wants to come in in the morning or in the evening. Right, right. I, that's, just, that's just the nature of it. So and then that's the time where the gym's the most full. Of course, well. and that's where everybody is. And so yeah. I got 16 year old and da, da, da. And if I get more than 12, 14 people in here, it's very crowded. Okay. You know, and, and just listen, that's just where we are. And that's who we are. Uh, you know, uh, I've, I've had people talk to me like, oh, you should talk about, you know, getting into a bigger space. Yeah, but I am where I am. And I'm here because that's where the business has been. And that's where the community is. And if I change it, then now I, I pretty much all of that falls apart. And then I have to go do something else. And I don't know if I'm going after that. Okay. Okay. So, so Malcolm, I always like to ask this question here, um, at least to get out of this analytical side of, of running your business. But mm -hmm. if you had a magic wand here, right? Let's say like a magic business wand, you could sure. tap your business and it would be in the exact position that you want it. What would that really look like to you? I just would be pre-COVID. I mean, I I had just as many uh, personal, had just many trainings, uh, and I think my partner had um just about as many trainings, and I had two other trainers with you know a few young post teenage kids or whatever just getting a personal training, but two or three more. Um, but it was but everything was fine. I had you know coverage in the morning and the evening. I could take vacations when I wanted to because I always had someone on staff um, and everything just moved and flowed really comfortably. You know, I would show up when I needed the train and otherwise, you know, the business more or less ran itself. Um, what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck right now that's been holding you back from that point of getting to those pre-COVID numbers? Um, I, to be earnest, I, I mean, I have my ideas, but I don't know. I, I think that uh, when they, they uh, the state allowed us to reopen, we got a percentage back, like immediately. Uh, and then some more back and then some more back and some more back. 
but then it sort of stagnated at that point. Um, and so, uh, you know, so we're getting, a, I guess you'd say a different group of people coming, coming in as new members um, who are more recent. Like they're just people who have just moved to the area okay. um, and not necessarily, you know, the people who have lived here for 30 or 40 years, um, which is a lot of our, our older members. Do you think that's a direction you have to go to, maybe tapping into like a new type of community to bring into your gym? Yeah, probably. Or maybe a community that, how would you say it, um, where they're not really yet part of that sort of, they haven't yet built that community because literally they just came here. Someone who's just moved into, into the area. Um, that that might be something that we're looking to tap into. Um, so there's a measure of how to do that, da, da, da. But that's, I think, if if we want to go work it back to where we were, we sort of have to go find, uh, I think we've got all the old members that we're going to get. I think those other members are going to come back for various reasons. They moved to Florida. This is New Jersey, so Florida is a thing. Yeah. Uh, they moved to Florida or they moved to the shore. A lot of people have sold. They have two houses, one at the shore, one here, and they sold the one here. They've moved to the shore and they're not coming back. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're going to have to start making inroads on people who are just coming to here. Yeah, and... and I mean, prices and, and the price to, to run a business are, is raising everywhere, especially, you know, rent. I mean, New Jersey, New York, California, over here, myself. What what are some of the things you have to do to, to push to that 200 member mark that you want to get to? Well, I mean, again, you know, again, we've been we've been pretty much word of mouth, word of mouth, word of the mouth. Um, if you were to walk into my gym today, you would go, how are you even in business? Because there's no one here. But that's normal for Jersey. That's just, yeah. that's who we are. Uh, every location is different. We're peculiar here in that they're, uh, everyone runs away come summertime. They go to the shore. You've heard about that, right? Jersey Shore. It's a thing. It's a thing. Actual, it's an actual thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> or they go south to Florida. Okay. For the snowbirds, they come from here to go there. Yeah. Uh, so there's been a certain amount of like, you know, we're kind of biding our time. We don't want to put too much energy into anything now since we know September, October, November, everybody comes flooding back. Mm -hmm. And then we get to get a better picture of where we are. Okay. Um, and, um, but the idea is going to have to be like, you know, okay, so how are we going to do that? We used to do a lot of magazines and I've never, I even offered discount like half price or quarter price or almost free. Uh, membership, and I never got a single person walking in with the thing in hand saying, I want this, ever. Yeah. So, and that was in the local newspapers and the local uh, advert magazines and all that sort of stuff. So I think internet is a way to go. I don't necessarily trust that Facebook is the right way to do it anymore because I feel like they're overburdened. Like there's just so much stuff. I can't get through a feed in Facebook without like, right. I can't ask. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm not, again, necessarily sure that I recognize the right way to do it. Uh, but, you know, at some point we're going to have to, we should, we want to make a decision about what the other things, options are that we can do. Or we go at it backwards and we go to this, you know, other thing that I'm doing, which is, uh, you know, self-defense training and going from there and say, okay, we did that. So can we can we backtrack people from that and make them join, get them to join as members as well? Okay. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Awesome. And, and so what, what, at the end of the day, 
you know, you were thinking about maybe potentially trying to exit the business a couple months ago. It seems like you decided to continue with it here. What do you want the business to give back to you and your family at the end of the day? Uh, well, what does it, what do I want the business to give back to me at the end of the day? Again, that's where we get back to like pre-COVID because I had everything I sort of wanted. I got a, a yeah. modest um, profit, tiny, not really big, but enough to say that the business is running, everything was paid. And if I decided that I needed to, that I was going to take off for a week, I had enough people around that I could do that. Yeah. And that was fine. Uh, and, and, uh, and those young people who used to work for me, you know, some of them were interested in personal training and da, da, and running that sort of process and helping them build through that process to go and then be personal trainers if that's what they wanted to do was great. Okay. Yeah. So I know return to the past, you can't get there from here, but whatever, that's what I would like. Yeah. So more so like position as of right now, you're tr just trying to position yourself, get back to those pre COVID numbers, put yourself in a sense of freedom and so forth here. A little comfort. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And, and last question here. So you've been a gym owner for five years now. What is something that you wish you would have known when you first started, when you first purchased facility that you know now? Oh, that uh, just because your business is successful today doesn't mean it's going to be successful tomorrow that the, the world will try to fail you yeah and uh that's yeah. that's the big takeaway <laughs> but i think that's any business at this point no that's a really good golden nugget really good you know that that's something that i think everyone needs to hear it's either grow or die right when it comes to your business you're either continuing continuing to grow continuing to pivot and march along or yeah. you're positioning yourself to go downhill um yeah. But no, awesome. I appreciate you, Malcolm. I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up. But before we do head out of here, please give a shout out to, you know, your website, Facebook, Instagram, anything, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. I appreciate that. So I'm easy to find at Mountain Fitness in Warren, New Jersey. So it's mountain-fitness.com. Uh, and I'm on Facebook at Mountain Fitness. There we go. Malcolm Rowley, you guys, from Mountain Fitness. Malcolm Rowley from Mountain Fitness. Out you're of from the West Coast. You Rowley, it's all right. <laughs> there you go. Out of Warren, New Jersey, you guys, make sure you check them out. I appreciate you once again. And as for the listeners here, don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.